space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And joining us again, Dr. Squee. Hi, guys. And where, ooh, ooh, we've got some good Star Trek to talk about. We've got the season finale of Discovery, Coming Home, and also episode three of Picard, Assimilation. And this is the last, you know, with it being the finale of Discovery, this is the last week for a while that we get this double bill, which I've kind of enjoyed this. It's been cool getting two Star Treks a week, you know. <laughs> and and we also, have yeah. Oh, sorry, we have to wait all the, time, all the way till May till we get two live yeah. Star Treks again. And we just thought of the new feature of, like, which one did we like best just before we won't get to do it for a little while. <laughs> and that's it. We've invented a brand new feature that took us, you know, weeks of storyboarding and drawing that up and everything. <laughs> and not at all, think of it on the hoof. <laughs> and we've just done it, and yeah, they've thrown it back at us. But Also, um, I, I want to come up with a new feature for when I'm guest appearing, just because it seems to happen every week. What food is, is Dr. Squeak going to be surreptitiously eating? It's going to be a so- vegan sausage roll tonight. Vegan sausage roll. Any good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really nice one. Uh, Asda. Highly recommend as the vegan, vegan sausage roll. There you go. So there's our, our recommendation of the week. That's the new feature. Uh, yeah, our yeah, culinary yeah. recommendation of the week is vegan sausage rolls from Asda. Who does the best vegan sausage rolls? That's actually a good question. I mean, these are considering they're like two fifty for four. It's a really good price, and mm-hmm. they're really decent. Um, they're probably on a par with anything else. But Aldi's actually really good, and I yeah. think they might be two quid. Oh, there we go. So Aldi really good for vegan range, actually. If they, yeah. Again, if there's any vegans watching, if you're feeling intrepid, check out Aldi. See what's going on there. Um, yep. So should we dive into it then? So we got two quite big episodes to go <laughs> at. Um, we'll do what we did last week. So we'll do Discovery, then we'll do Picard. Yeah. And yeah, so the season finale. Now it's no secret that we've had. We we've had mixed views on this season. It's I think it's fair to say it's not been the strongest season of Discovery. Um, I, I want us to say if it hadn't been Star Trek, I'd have probably turned off. Me too. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few episodes like that. Yeah, I'd have probably stopped watching the whole thing. And the worst like, thing is, it's after the strongest season they've had last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have probably... I don't know if it hadn't been Star Trek. I don't know. Um, but I thought... I found, it, I found it really hard going when it came back from its mid-season break. Yeah. I, think, I found I the best happened. I, I know season series that I've stopped watching mm-hmm. this year because there's so much content. And I found them boring that they're not going anywhere. And, yeah. I've, just, and I've stopped watching them. And, and I is... honestly think... Discovery would have got me there if it hadn't been Star Trek. Yeah, we are at that age whereby if something's only good and not great, mm-hmm. it doesn't demand my time because there's so much great TV out there. Yeah, that and is the yeah, problem. Yeah, I'm the same way. But, I mean, for me, it was from the beginning of this series, I wasn't that enamoured. I was actually thinking, like, it took them so long to get the guy who would turn out to be the bad guy into it. He would have been much better being put in earlier. It would have been really nice to get to know him and like him first. Yeah. Because he's actually quite yeah. a likeable guy before he does his... Turn. Yeah, he came in and he was he was sort of 
even that first episode, it was shifty, like, right from the start. It was very much positioned yeah. as, don't trust this guy. And you were waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it, it didn't take long to drop, because it was all in that first episode. But, but yeah. I can say as well that I, I quite like this week's episode, but it kind of, it kept on going through my mind. It's like, yeah, but, like, all that lame build-up for this, like, yeah. takes away from this. This is actually yeah. quite a good hour of TV. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a made very worse. Good, it's a very good yeah. episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it isn't the payoff that the series the series has just been lackluster to lead yeah. up to it. I want to have enjoyed the journey as well as the destination. Yeah. yeah. The destination. I don't, I don't want to sort of get to the end and think, yeah, that was a really good episode. But it hasn't left me feeling like the series was good. It hasn't redeemed no, the series. I I agree. I mean, I, I thought this was a, a, a fairly, overall, a pretty strong episode. I think that, it it again, it dragged in places. Um, but I think a lot of that was, it was very much front-loaded. Like, we got a load of action up front and... There were, everything was going off and I thought, right, okay, we finally got into it now. And then after everything sort of kicked off and you got all the confrontations all came to a head and everything, and I paused it and we were only halfway through the episode and I thought, oh, okay. And yeah. and then I think there was about 10 minutes of epilogue and it's it's that Return of the King thing where it's there's so much at the end that you're like, all right, well, this is going on a bit. And I think, like you said, the the reason it doesn't justify that is because the season was so lacklustre. Like, with Return of the King, you let it off because we've just had nine hours of some of the greatest <laughs> cinema we've ever seen, you know. Yeah. And you're like, you know what, give yeah. them 45 minutes to wrap it up, it's fine. Yeah, give them 20 different endings. Like, that, I'll allow it. Like, it's not perfect, but I'll allow it yeah, after all it's, that. We've been on a journey there, whereas this is like, yeah, we've had a 13-episode season, but I don't feel it it justifies as much reflection as this episode wants yeah. to give it. Like, um, we've had reflection all season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, it was just... I don't know. And it didn't get helped by the fact that there was a lot of people... I get why they use this phone, because there's a really nice shot of them in dress uniform at the end. But loads of people posted that on their reviews as their main picture, and it gave away, like, all these people are fine, all these people survived. Yeah, so true. any tension which there would have been from that was totally out the window. <laughs> yeah, that's a Unless fair you watched point. it first, you know. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dig into it anyway, because straight away, one of the... Well, the... One of the things you raised last week, Dr. Squee, was where's Admiral Silver Daddy Bear? And we've all been missing Tilly, and straight away we get both of them back right at the beginning. So that's a plus for this episode. And I say that's why this episode might have saved, you know, might have been the best episode yet. To me, this, I mean, Silver Daddy Bear, yes, we know we're all a fan of him here. But this really reinforced for me how much this show's missed Tilly, just sort of the, the lightness of touch that she brings to it. And it, you didn't. I didn't realise at the time, but then you see her back in this episode and it just injects a bit of life back into it and you're like, wow, it's really missed that character. Yeah. It's so satisfying to see the journey she's been on. Like, it didn't seem forced or anything, but where she ended up going back to be um, head of the cadets and then to have her there commanding them, it just really fit. Yeah. It was really yeah. satisfying that she's gone on that journey from 
the shy young Anton that we first met. It, it, was, exactly, it was so yeah. well done. It was really good. And some of the stuff they're doing is like with the 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 Federation headquarters is like warping back to Earth and it's gonna function as a lifeboat and everything. All that like the effects and everything were brilliant. It all looked really cool. Oh, although can I add just I mean I I, I agree with you. But it was just a bit frustrating that the first ship we actually get a real up close of is the swirly space station. It's yeah. like, I want to see the ships. Like, and they show yeah. me that one. Yeah, <laughs> and you do see the ships warping, but again, you don't get like a don't big get, mo- you don't get a money shot of them. You yeah, just the get distance. it very, very briefly. Yeah, yeah you get a, a money shot of the Christmas ornament. Yeah. And you do get a big shot later on of the Mitchell, which did the name that after Gary Mitchell, in which case, yeah. mm, bit dubious. But, you yeah, know, that's what I was wondering. I mean, I know it wasn't Gary Mitchell's fault what happened to him, but it's a bit... I'm not sure I'd want to serve on a ship named after the guy who went mad and tried to kill everybody, but... Fair no, play. it's actually secretly named after the Mitchell brothers. Like they felt Oh, they that'd be brilliant. There should be two of them. The USS yeah. Phil Mitchell and the USS Grant Mitchell. That'd be really good. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> One the, slightly smaller. <laughs> and the, the red alert siren on it's the East Enders, the doom, 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 doom. There you go. That's your next series. That's your that's your next spin-off. Forget the section Mitchell, 31. The other one. <laughs> like the uh, second one whoops in next to it. Phil Mitchell. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Um but yeah, you get this big close-up of the Mitchell, which is just a big oblong. And uh, it's like, uh if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna do a hero ship warping in, do the Enterprise, do the 32nd century Enterprise. That'd have been awesome. Yeah. Or even the much talked about Voyager. Let's see a really yeah, good film. I think you did see it. No, I think you did. I think Voyager was you can't, in. You do, but you don't get any close-ups. There's, that's no, the thing true. There's not been close-ups. We've had this already in Picard with the close-ups straight true. away. You know, the amount of detail you see on the ships is kind of on a par with the worst DS9 CGI. Because DS9, for a while, they t- tinkered a bit too much with CGI and a few of the shots looked so janky yeah, even at the time, let alone now. And, yeah, it was on that kind of level, the amount of detail. Yeah. But it doesn't stop Eagle Moss from going, do you want to buy a model of all these ships that you've barely seen? Like, Yeah, which and they've they probably no. got more detail on them. Yeah, they probably... Oh, actually, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to openly criticise Eagle Moss too much, but the... they've struggled, shall we say, with the detachable warp drives to incorporate that into a model at a reasonable price point. And the the solution they've come up with is not great. Like, they, did it click off? Yeah, you do get a transparent thing that connects them, but it's that thick to support the weight that it just looks like the part of the ship. Like, it's not... Oh, it's, so, it's too obvious. It's Yeah, yeah it's it, aesthetically... It doesn't look great, but there you go. But Eagle Moss, we still love you, and if you want to sponsor the show and send us free models, we, we will shill for you. No problem. It was a, f- a friend of mine from work posted some pictures of the ones from Doctor Who, and you've kind of got um, all the other figures about, like, yay high, and then you've got Davros yay high, like half a quarter <laughs> of the height, basically. He was just standing next to him going, yeah, I think I might get a refund <coughs> on this one. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? When you get your your scale models, it's like, yep, they've all got to be the same height. It's like I get, I collect like the, I'd say the new He-Man figures, but they're the old He-Man figures, but modernised with more articulation. And, you know, 
And you do feel a bit of grief pay, paying the same price for Orko because he's like, you know, half yeah. the size of everyone else. But. Well, yeah, yeah, but this is this isn't to scale. Like Devros isn't like a midget. Like, yeah, no, person. but he's sat down. He's sat down, isn't he? He's sat down. Yeah, so he's sat down. But like this is significantly shorter, shall we say? So have they just got the the Dalek one cut it in half and stuck a head on top of it and? Well, it's, it's smaller than the other Dalek. It's just it's ah. not in scale at oh, all. It's not in it's scale just, with the other Daleks. All right, I think that... it was Davros anyway. It was certainly one of them. But like they showed the picture of them next, whichever one it was. I think it was Davros next to all the others. And it was really obviously not. Oh, in, the, in that case, I'm totally with him, I think. Yeah, if it had been an issue that Davros has just sat down, so they've used less resin Oh, no, or no, no, no. Because uh, other people have complained as well, the same thing. Right. Okay, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to have a look at that when we get off here and see the, the scandal about the Davros. Yeah. Um, so back to discovery then. So yes, we we got all this going on. Um, back on discovery, I like that Michael straight away has worked out that somebody scummed him over, and she's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to lock them all up, and the president can come with me. You can explain to him what's going on." I I really like that how she's just no nonsense, which is the way she needs to be given the. Yeah. The gravity of the situation, but I enjoy it. And much that. better than later in the episode where she does get a bit teary when she's on the bridge and she does, I don't know. but you see, I I mean I didn't have a big issue. It it the scene again just seemed that little bit too long. Like Well the thing is, it, it's so much vaunted, and rightly so, that we've got the first lead black uh, female black lead of a Star Trek show. Wonderful. But I don't think it then serves that to have her being over emotional and over teary next to her counterparts. I think that Especially when she's been brought up Vulcan. That's true, yeah, exactly. actually. Yeah. And and she's said to people before, it's like, well, look, I need you to be together right now. We can cry later. I'm sure she said that in other episodes. And she just never tells it. Like there's always the teary moment. There's always the which on the bridge you can't show that to your crew. No. As a I... captain, you yeah. And then show her, like, later. Like, do what they do, used to do with Jack Bauer. Like, there was a great scene <laughs> in 24 where they had him just kind of being hard as nails all the way through. Then he sat down in his car and he just broke down. He just beat the steering wheel, tears flooding down, and it seemed to work really well because he's held that in all that time. Oh, yeah, that Can you was... show me a scene like that with, with Burnham? Great. That would be perfect. I'm not saying she can't show emotion, but don't show on the bridge when you're in the middle of the mission. Yeah, that, that was the end of season three. Three, was it, of 24? So. Yeah, I think so. It was yeah. such a good scene. It always stuck with me. And they even made it an advert for it just that. You know what, to be, fair, I'm surprised you, to be fair, I'm surprised you didn't go off to talk to Saru or Culbrew <laughs> at that yeah. point. I think yeah. that was the point, though, is that you they took you on the journey with her of uh, pulling it together and sort of stealing herself and going, right, let's finish it. And I did enjoy that, but like, I can I can totally see the the criticism of it, and I thought it. How, how about give her a moment in her ready room doing that though? Again, where she takes herself away from the command, has that moment. That's again, it's not what they did; it's how they did it on yeah. the bridge when she's captain. In the turbo, one of the most important moments. The turbo lift on the way down to the shuttle bay, or something, maybe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm not I saying she's know. weak for showing emotion. No, that that far from it. But it's just like you don't do it in the middle on, of the bridge. And this will get get us on to really my other issue with this episode is that she did go through all that emotion and it was all for nothing because you know what book was okay 
But um, again, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, but at least we're not going to have a season of them hoping that he died. No, now. very Cause, true. Cause <laughs> when he when that transport didn't come through, I thought, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so book and its plan to escape revolves around his cat collar, effectively. But fair play to him. You know, you've got to use the tools that you're given. It's very sort of MacGyver, very A-team. And it was something to do with Grudge don't like the holograms. So therefore... Yeah, so it has, his collar makes a hole through them, which is fair enough. Right, and it also does it... So it has... So he has. So Grudge hasn't actually got to walk through the holograms. Uh, the holograms right. disappear in front of it. Right, and then that's what he's doing all episode. Then he's reprogramming it so it'll do it to the shields as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I wasn't quite clear on it. I think this is one of the episodes where there's a lot happening, and you, it's easy to miss little bits. Even when, you know, like when I'm sitting there making notes for this podcast, even then you can still like miss little bits here and there, but. So that's what he's doing with his cat collar then. Yeah. Um, I also like that there was no sort of messing about with the general from Earth that she just fessed up straight away. Yeah, she went, look, I did it. And I thought I was doing the right thing when I did it. Yeah, and at least, you know, I mean, the episode, we don't really have enough screen time to have been doing a whole, a whole thing of... Um, you know, let's work out who did it. It's a case of... Yeah, well, we could have just... done that in one of the four uh, episodes where we did nothing. Yeah, we could have done that. That's very true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like that she just admits it was her and obviously it plays into later in the episode when she's saying, you know, I'm still ready to serve. And to be honest, I didn't expect that to, to play back in. Like when she said... Oh, you know, I still stand ready to serve and everything. I thought bollocks to you, just lock her up, you know. But yeah. uh, but it does it does come back later on. So yeah, at least we're not mucking about, like I say. Can uh, you guys still hear me? Sorry, I'm having a few camera issues. I can yeah. hear you. Yeah. Sorry about this. Right. No, that's cool. Happens. Um, and then the I like that the Vulcan president mind melds with the ten C. Because it's like, yeah, why didn't we think of doing that earlier, really? Like, yeah. I suppose it yeah, was a that... case of they don't understand them enough, so it's, you know, you yeah, don't... Yeah, but we had, we've had Spock uh, with the halter where he mind melds with yeah. the rock and he's mind melded through walls and... Oh, yeah. And he's only half, half Vulcan. Yeah, <laughs> so it makes sense to use the, the mind meld and... Set up a little bit of it there. Um, I mean, I, I think I think you're right though. That again, this speaks to the fact that they've waited so long to introduce so many cool ideas they mm. could have brought in much earlier. Like you could have had a, another episode at least with the Ten C being yeah. involved and being Quite there. Easy. I think you could have done definitely. Quite easy because, like, it it really did them. Let's play play poker. The episodes where the chase book to the to the anomaly was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. But But yeah, that And yeah, then you had an episode to cross the galactic barrier. Yeah, you could have condensed it all. Them four episodes could have easily been condensed to two, and I don't think we'd have missed it really. No. But um so all of this, I mean I know we've jumped around a bit, but <laughs> chronologically everything that I've covered there, 
all goes on before we even get to the main credits in this episode, which... Yeah, um, yeah there was a long-ass thing before the credits. That like, that seemed... Like, when the credits came in, I was like, oh, really? Haven't we had those yet? Yeah, it's. I've noticed this a bit with Discovery this season. They seem to be doing... It's at least about 10 minutes into the episode um, before we're hitting the credits, and it, it's a choice, you know, it, it's, I think what they're doing is the credits are coming at the end of Act 1 rather than it being a teaser. We're doing Act 1 and then we're going into credits, which is, is fair enough, but it, like you say, it does disconcert you a little bit because we're used to having that opening bit, having his credits, and then get on with it. I mean, I don't mind every now and again. Like, there, there are certain episodes of uh, Next Generation, if you watch them, the big teaser will be like, oh, Riker's thinking about shaving his beard. You know, it'll be just a nothing teaser because oh, they, yeah, yeah. they're forced to do one. Yeah. I'm not saying every now and again it isn't fine, but they seem to do it a lot, and it, it seems to be at the cost of creating good drama at the beginning. You want something to draw you in. Mm. I know this is an ongoing story, which does make a difference, but... Give us a little tease. Give us something to get us excited about the episode. And I don't think they're doing that. I think it's just a different way of doing it. Like I say, I think they're, they're putting the credits after the first act. And a, f- a few shows have done that. Like um, Alias notably used to do that. And it was always really weird. Sometimes it'd be 15 minutes into the episode before you'd hit the credits. And you were like, whoa, really? What? And yeah, it's so... Uh, it, but it does take a bit of adjustment for us to go, oh, right, so this isn't a teaser. This is just the start of the episode, and yeah. then we get the credits. But what, the reason I'm bringing the credits up is because um, Tig Notaro was listed in the main credits this week, and I'm I'm hoping that this means that she's going to be a season regular next season, because we definitely need more Reno, particularly oh, talking God, about, yeah. you know... We need been... more Reno, we need more hot and sour soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll just need the bullshit that she says but then it always like leads back to something really profound that's the thing I love about it it's like oh yeah I need some hot and soup yeah just because I'm hungry but like then she'll ask for a, a licorice lace and she, it's because yeah. she's planning something and, yeah. you know, so they use that to sneak things under the radar and then she's just she's winding book up and then the next minute she says something really insightful which totally turns them around yeah. whereas everyone else has tried to just lay it on an inch thick with emotions whereas she's patronized him and then undercut with emotion and that's what gets through to him maybe the writers could take note of that just saying yeah no i i think the more the more i think think she i think she's arguably one of the best characters in discovery i think she is and yeah like uh, Uh, as criminally underused well as i've said i've read in the past interviews with her and it's a scheduling thing and it's been that she's been reluctant to commit to um, being a season regular, um, and a COVID you, thing. You was always season. reluctant with COVID. I know. Yeah. So yeah, like, but I, I'm hoping maybe next season we know it's a reduced ten episode. That seems to be where they're going with Star Trek now. Is everything's ten episodes, but lots of different I, stuff. I, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. Um, so maybe they've managed to talk around like it's only ten episodes. We'll put you in the main credits, which means a bit more money. Might just be wishful thinking on my part, but and I may be reading too much into it, but she's on the credits this week, so maybe that's yeah. gonna gonna stay. That's um, amazing. Yeah, I, I can only hope. We we find out a bit more about the ten C though. We get this thing like that they're a collective, but not like the Borg. Um I don't think we're gonna get a right lot more of the Ten C, are we? I think this is 
No. This is going to be. I think it was a, an engine for this story as opposed to yeah. an ongoing. But it's nice that, that they're dropping these things in, and it's nice that they are so completely alien. You know, yeah. like we we don't always get this this level of sort of fanciful aliens in Star Trek, and it it is good. But there is an issue that yeah, you can't do this every week because it it just don't make for good drama having a big thing projecting lights and no. The only thing again. Uh, what I would have liked to see, because they got some really wonderful elements. I love the fact of discovering their language. We said last week, the whole idea that you had to, the alien language is so alien, you had to come up with very basic images to express a lot of information. That was just mm-hmm. so good. But then you get to this episode, and sorry, I'm jumping a little no, bit ahead, no. but it's on. it's apropos of this, is that then you get like... Um, Oh yeah, they beamed us over, and now they've got a little device which is just a speaker spell. You just type it; it'll be fine. Yeah, and it's just you felt like it was such a jump. Whereas yeah, like, it was a huge jump. Yeah, like there is a bit of a throwaway line where they go, "Oh, we we've updated the program," and it's like, "Yeah, but last week you were yeah. able to do us plus DMA equals fear." Bad. Yeah. <laughs> this week you can do, well, the bloke on the ship really was complex my, my boyfriend and, um, you know, we'd had a bit of a tiff, but it was okay. Uh, and he lo- he lost, lost his yeah, planet yeah. and he was a bit upset. And Yeah, we could we could explain really complicated emotional. Yeah. It, so would, be, it would have even been more believable too, if the Tennessee had come up with the device. Because yeah. they're more advanced, you know. Oh, but, yeah. but even then... It would have been so much nicer if you'd done that over the course of the episodes because it was such a lovely idea. I could have done much longer on this. It felt very Carl Sagan somehow to come yeah, up with this language and basic know, imagery. If we could have had a scene with Stamets and Adira just looking absolutely knackered, like we, we've been up 76 hours straight working on this, adapting this I mean, program, and we think we've cracked it, rather than just a line going, yep, we've updated it. I mean, even then, it would be better, but still very forced. You know, again, the, if it had been layered over episodes, it would have been, yeah. it, again, it's one of the strongest ideas they had. Why Definitely. wait till now? Yeah. And again, I talked about last week how I think it was very much inspired by Arrival. Like, Arrival yeah. took a whole Which film. Which Carl Sagan. Yeah, a, a whole film to do that. So, so do it. You know, you can do that. It works. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, I forget Carl Sagan did that one because he... He would talk about the language of maths and how this basic mm-hmm. imagery is how you communicate with another alien species. So I think they've got this whole kind of idea from him. But like, you know, in, in a perfectly fine way, it's fine to borrow from scientific ideas. That's what we love about Star Trek. Yeah. But yeah, just... Yeah, but they, they just jumped from how, you, how it was basic imagery to, yeah, universal, universal translator is... It's yeah, working it, perfect. It wasn't a case of like simplifying things, really. They were just giving it really long, complex stuff, and it was yeah. almost instant, instantaneously translating it. Um, I, I just—it seems like lazy writing to just go, "Oh, and we've solved that now." Yeah, it does. To, yeah, especially when you you spend a whole episode breaking down how difficult it is and how complex it is, and yes. then. Yeah. In between and then you go, episodes. Oh, we've it now. Yeah, we've cracked it. It's fine. Um, the other plans then that they've got, they're going to do a suicide run and blow up Buck's ship. And we're also going to have to blow up the spore drive. And when they do that, this to me reminds me a bit of. Um, they used to do it in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and in Angel, where 
when they knew they were leaving a location, they would just blow the shit out of it in the finale. And if you look like the end of season three of Buffy, when they graduate high school, they blow the high school up. And they blow up the set of the library. And in Angel, they blow up yeah. his apartment at the end of season one. Then they blow up his hotel at the end of season whatever it is where they leave the, the hotel. And I wonder if there's a bit of this going on. Are we done with the spore drive now? Because we know that Taka had the only prototype of the improved one. He's gone. Discoveries. No, because Stamets says that it, it'll blow the spore drive, but we can't repair it without uh, space dock. Without space dock, maybe, oh, yeah. And also, haven't they got, didn't the one which the other guy come up with get put on book ship? Yeah, but book ship there? gets destroyed, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. did that get completely destroyed? Sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. so I, I just wondered if, are we doing a thing now that we're going to... We're going to go back no, to I traditional think, I think it was meant and... to give us some dramatic tension that Mm. Oh, we get uh, the remaking uh, Voyager. I didn't think that. Five. Yeah, that did I cross think... my mind because it does set it up as we're going to be stuck here. I think we're also going to get a new set. They maybe want to play around with maybe, the set. That's yeah, maybe, a good excuse. Going to get a different engineering set, maybe a bigger yeah. engineering, yeah. Um, then we get the classic, who's going to do the suicide run? And of course, Detmer's up for it, but... No, instead we've got disposable character that we can use to do it who needs to redeem <laughs> themselves. Which, yeah. it's a well-worn trope, but it always works. You've got, you know, the person who's been a bit of a baddie, made a bit of a mistake, you know what, they can they can be the one who sacrifices themselves. I mean, ultimately she doesn't, but but she's willing to and everything, so... Yeah, I, I kind of did want someone to die. I'm sorry, not in a shitty way, but it's like... No, it's raise the stakes kind of a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I I felt like... Because originally I thought it would have been really impactful if Book did die, as long as they didn't spend the next series, as you say, Elliot, dealing with that, because that would have been just crap. But, yeah. Like, um, when Dedmus when yeah. stood up to that she'd go, I was like, oh, no, not her. She's one of the good characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they've just started fleshing her out <laughs> even more, and it's like it would be just yeah. like Discovery to kill her off then. And yeah, I yeah. thought it was books time as well. Um, the thing with Tarka now, again, and you know, as you've said, maybe if we'd have spent a bit more time with him, it seems yeah. that he he sort of comes back to the good side a bit too quick at the end to say this has been his entire thing. And right at the end, he's like, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, no, I was wrong. Um, sorry." Um, yeah, it was just one emotional breakdown, which just doesn't seem satisfying. Yeah, I thought, you know, just keep him... You can have him show him remorse, but keep him absolutely determined. No, I've got what I wanted, so I don't care. And Yeah, it, I mean, it reminds me a bit of Generations. I love the bit where you see Soren just every now and again just stopping and hearing what Picard's saying mm. and then turning around going, ah, you almost had me. You know, and he yeah. just... It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. wonderful, like, play on his emotions. And again, you could have done that over loads of episodes. You could have had those moments where he's going... No, no, oh, you almost had me. And then yeah. turning around would have felt more like, you know, oh, well, we've seen him. Well, that's the thing, like, I, I don't think you do need to to turn him around at the end. You, <coughs> we're allowed, we're allowed to have a bad day. No, you either had to layer the redemption over episodes or not redeem him again. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. as a result... It was fine to continue to want to kill them all. And yeah. Yeah. No uh, problem with that. As, he died, yeah. 
he should do because he was the baddie. Yeah, yeah. And himself. then you could have even had Book doing this uh, sympathy for the devil because it's like, mm. look, yeah, they just ruin own people. I get it. Like, you know, you may vilify him and obviously what he did was wrong, but I get why he did it. Like, that would have been really great. Yeah, and Book as well seems to... His arc has been... I, I get why he went on to Tarka's side. Like, that, that all made sense, but then... He does seem to have come back really quickly in these last two episodes. That he's like, "Oh, diplomacy will work, right? Okay, yeah, I'm up for that." And it's like, "Yeah, but that 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 wasn't your thing. You, you yeah, wanted to kill them." That's what they've been saying to you for half the season. Yeah, but he probably had Michael set, and the way she just winds on, it's like when yeah. when um, Tig. Oh, oh, I what's her character's name? Um, Reno Jet. Reno. When Reno says it, like she says it with a bit of sarcasm. Like I'd much rather listen to her. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe what they were trying to get at with Book is like his motivation is not to kill the Ten C. It's to stop anyone else from dying. And up until this point, he didn't think there was a way of doing that, and now he does. But I, I think it's been a little bit muddied because it really came across as he wants a bit of revenge at one point, not just I want to preserve everyone. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. But he dies, and, and we've talked about Michael's reaction and everything to it. Um, and then, as I say, this is the point at which I was like, wow, we've only had half of the episode, half an hour into an hour episode, and we, up until this point, I think it's put very few feet wrong. It's It's been a really fast, exciting episode. And yeah, I do, the only, as I say, the only thing you feel is like, it's not that anything it's done wrong, it's what yeah, hasn't been done previously to lead into yeah. it. And to say we spent so much time on the setup, yeah, all the pieces should have been in place to a greater extent, I think. But um I like I do like the communication scene. I mean, obviously, quibbles aside with yeah, the program suddenly works a lot better than it did before. But if we put that to one side, the actual substance of it I think is brilliant, and I think it's it's some of the Star Trek Star Trek we've had. You know, this is yeah. This feels like. Do you know like... the thing is they're sending these really complicated messages to the Ten C, mm. and it seems like the Ten C is still answering really basically. Yeah, it does actually. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you could have even done like what they did um, actually oh, the sh- with with the Borg Queen. You could I'm have just, got like. Uh, yeah. The the 10C, oh my God, they're taking over a database, won't it? They, they've uploaded a more sophisticated language database. Yeah, that would have been Oh, good. wow. You know, that would have actually... Yeah, but it's like, better. we've just explained in great depth and with lots of emotion how many people you're killing and how much damage you're doing. And the answer is, we feel great sadness, which yeah, is back yeah. to what how, it, how they were communicating originally. You know what? I think I've solved this because Saru's in charge of the machine. And I reckon Saru's just putting in, you know, they're, he's going, they're going, okay, tell them that we are one, but we're also many, and our ones look for happiness and blah, blah, blah. And Saru's going, uh, we are many, and just sending that round. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, like, wasn't that that translator on TV? It turns out was just making up, like it was an international interpreter on the news. Oh, no. And it, it got on to the news that he was just making yeah. it all up. He didn't speak it at all. Excellent. Good lad. Yeah, was it, was it Italian or something he was doing? That's, something like that's that. That's fantastic. It was a political thing. And he goes, um, blah, blah, blah. yeah, he says he likes that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like, oh, there's an episode of Friends, isn't there, where they do a double date and Phoebe's dating a foreign diplomat and his interpreter's yeah. dating Monitor and because the interpreter's more interested in flirting with Monica, he stops bothering to fully translate it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you didn't say what I said about Boutros Boutroscali. Yeah. Boutros Boutroscali. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's what's going on. I think Saru's simplifying it, and he's just got sick of telling him, no, we can't do that. Okay, and so he's just... <laughs> anyway. But, as I say, I think what they've done is... I think what they were trying to do this season is take the idea of what they were trying to do in the motion picture and do it better. And as a result, instead, we've not landed it perfectly, so we've created the slow motion season rather than the slow motion <laughs> picture. There which, you go. Which is, <laughs> which is a shame, because I think when they do nail what they're trying to do, like in this sequence, I think it's wonderful. Like, yeah. there is this immense sense of, like, um, Saru, when he when he realizes that they've agreed to withdraw the DNA, and like his voice sort of catches in his throat, and you can you can feel the emotion coming off it, and then that's juxtaposed with Tilly and Admiral Silver Daddy Bear just swigging the whiskey and everything, you know. And oh, all, I love that. All of that's wonderful. It's done so well, and the idea that they've met this species that they had no chance of getting through to communicating with and they found a way of doing it. It's just so Star Trek. It's it's incredible. And it, it's just a shame that it took us so long to get there that it loses I mean, some of the impact it could have had. But I mean the moments near the end with Admiral Silver Daddy Bear <coughs> and um Tilly mm. almost kind of Douglas Adams esque like having yeah. a drink at the end of the world and going like Yeah. What do you think you did? Yeah, I don't think I did too badly. Look, I, I did most of what I wanted to. Shame I couldn't do it for longer. It was very... Yeah, it, it was. Perfect, just two people having a chinwag at the end of the world. Yeah. I loved that. And like, I, liked how, I liked how he was prepared and had two flasks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was hoping someone would stay around, like, not just leaving. Otherwise, he was getting really pissed, you know? I mean, all they had to do is do the uh, Beatles... Beetle Juicy and um, Anthem, which they do on uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, when yeah. Ford and Arthur think they're going to die. Yes. They yeah, sing this ridiculous song. Da, 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 da. Oh, that would have been good if if Silver Daddy Bear and um, Tilly had got taken to Millie Ways, the, the restaurant at the yes. end of the universe. <laughs> See, but it would kind of fit. You know, that's that, what I like. Yeah, that would have been yeah. your spin-off show. I watched that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do love the whole communication thing. I do think... It it goes the wrong side of cheesy when we bring Buck back. It's it works in terms of the story. Like, yep, we saw the signal, we intercepted it. The logistics of it work, but it just feels like really, really. Okay, yeah. that's it's a bit too cheesy for me. It's it's like it's Wayne's world. Like, hey, let's do the mega happy ending. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And I mean, even the the one. One I did quite like how they dealt with, but again, even that seemed a bit cheesy in this episode at places, was the relationship with Saru and the Vulcan ambassador. Yeah, I like lovely. that. I, I, I mean, I could have done without the bit, the other episode, where they were like, oh no, she has to get pissy at you if she's shown you any emotion. Yeah. Like, that's never been part of Vulcans. And I always hate it when they've got to add emotion to Vulcans. Like, no, let them be logical. Like, let them be that race, because then you've got to 
find subtle ways of showing their emotions like um like Leonard Nimoy did. He was so wonderful at giving those little was, yeah. winks, which were perfectly show the emotions were in there, but they couldn't admit yeah. it. It was never said. Whereas they've got to kind of say it in some way this way. Mm -hmm. And that was her way of doing that. And I just didn't like that. I but I thought their relationship was really lovely, but just it was like, oh, and they're good now, they're holding hands. Make a happy ending. Yeah, it it was. Um and and again, it's because this is pretty much the, to all intents and purposes, the end of the episode, like they go, yeah, the 10 are going to give us the wormhole and we get them going through the wormhole and you get the Star Trek fanfare and it's all, yeah, it's all ending on a real high. Oh, wait, we've got 15 minutes left and then we get all these post-credit, not post-credits, but, you know, post-script effectively Epilogues. scenes. Yeah. And none of them are bad. It's just when you add them all together, it takes up a lot of screen time and dulls well, the impact of the end of the episode, really. Yeah. Well, it was actually a fitting end to the end to the season when you yeah. think about it, that it, it was dragged out and too much. Yes, very true. <laughs> and also, I, did, did we need Burnham's speech at the end? I just thought I was like, just... No. Yeah, it was they... so... It was like a Star Trek uh, speech by rote. It wasn't yes, like... It I, was... I did like uh, Buck's speech to Burnham about the first time he loved her. Yeah, that was a really that nice scene, and it's cold. You're shivering. No, I'm not. I'm moving about to keep warm. Yes, that's what shivering is. Yeah, <laughs> and where yeah, it... I like that. It reminded me straight away of um, ball with um, oh, what's the dwarf? Oh, yes, Peter Dinklage's character. Yeah, yeah where he says, yeah. "Yes, that's what." Yeah, yeah, that's what dying is. <laughs> I did enjoy it, but at the same time, I I also didn't need, like, where you had them saying about, like, oh, like we did when we were in Rigel 7. Like, they've always got a reference of time we haven't seen. That's to because... Prove that they spend this time together when no one else was about. It's become the equivalent of, like, by the way, I was gone for two years, do you remember? Well, that's because that. your friend Una McCormack's written a novel that covers that space in time that they... That See, but that's like, I mean, that's great at fleshing out these little moments which are mentioned, but I think they have too many of those when they mention yeah, the they, they, they could just say, oh, I remember the first time I said I love you and then told that story. Yeah, which and is funny. like You're the right. bit where he tells her the, the, um, like the goodbye thing in his language and she says it and then he, say, he corrects her and she says, no, I said it right the first time. And you get that sparky banter between them and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when these guys are into each other now. You know, yeah. we've not seen this all season. This is great. This has reminded me why these two have got such good chemistry, you know. Um, and then, yeah, we get the scene with Michael and the president and that loops back to the first episode. It's like, yeah, you would be ready for Voyager. And she's like, nope, still don't want it. And I thought that was great. That, yeah reinforces Michael's journey. Buck's pretty much got community service is what he's, he's yeah. got away yeah. with. Fair Which enough. Kind of like, I like the way they did justify that because like he's done all this shady stuff, blew up the DMA, but then he goes, uh, yeah, but you, you killed all my people. Like yeah. <laughs> the way they brought that in, it felt right where he ended. Yeah, I, I liked what the president said about it. Yeah, he needs to face justice, but justice has to be just. Yeah. To no, work. Yeah, and for that, we need context. That was great, yeah. Yeah, and they'd have to look back. They'd go, okay, well, what did we do with Captain Kirk when he saved the Earth? Right, okay, yeah, we, we just yeah, give we him give a Yeah, we give him a new starship. So I think community <laughs> service is probably the right thing for books. So, 
that'll be good next season. He's just going around with them litter things, picking up bits of <laughs> crap out of the way. Uh, he's just got this big ship, which is just a big little <laughs> thing. It's just yeah. picking up space debris. Like what is it? Spaceball one when it turns into Mega Maid. And uh, just, <laughs> anyway. And then we get the, see, I didn't know this caused a lot of kerfuffle in America because I didn't recognise the president of Earth, but this is, um, she's called Stacey Abrams and she's an American politician. And so this oh, has, yeah, the name. this has really upset all the people that you want to upset. So all the Donald Trump supporters are not happy about this, which I call that a big win. So I'm Yeah, I I'm have no problem with, with upsetting anyone. How does that mean? How does that Van, Di- Van Diagram work between it, Donald Trump supporters and Star Trek fans? How do you... It really doesn't. How? Um, it doesn't, but, but that's what the fandom menaces. But, yeah, this... this um, from what I understand, the, this uh, politician is very liberal in her views, and I'll caveat that by saying foreign American politician, um, because you know, <laughs> the political spectrum is different depending on which country you're from, so I would... Without knowing a lot more about her, and I've only done a bit of cursory reading on her, I would hesitate to call her left-wing in the context that we use it in Britain. But certainly... She's liberal in, in, a, she's liberal certainly in the American I mean, political I, system. I, I, everything I I've read about liberal, her. Yeah. Like, for America as well. Like, yeah, I mean, every, the, everything I've read about me, her, she sounds great. For me, it's like having um, Ronald Reagan being a cowboy. Yeah, he's right wing. He played a cowboy. That seems to fit. Like, they're all about the guns and shit. You know, that seems to be yeah, a good yeah. fit. No, see, but having is... a, a left-wing politician in Star Trek, that's a fit. You know? yeah, she's playing the president of done. Earth, and it's showing us that Earth is, is back where it needs to be to rejoin the Federation. And I love the fact that it's just, nope, we're rejoining. We're not even going to bother. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that was nice, yeah. And was it just me who got slightly nervous that they were going to make the um, Earth General like her daughter? Just for a second there, I was like, no, Something don't like, do it. Yeah. And when it did the big reveal of um, the president, like, I, it will have had that impact if you know who she is, which I'm sure a lot of people in America will have done. But when it sort of lingered on the door and it was going to, I thought, are they going to get Shatner? Like it felt like we are building to a cameo here, and I that's was, what I was saying. Is it going to be the Doctor? Yeah, it, it just ran through my brain of who like, is this going to be. Why would that been awesome if it was the Doctor? Doesn't ever. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, but I mean, now that I know who she is and I've read a bit about her, I think it's excellent. And yeah, because they held on the door for a minute. I was like, and it's her. Okay. Yeah, that was my reaction, and then I read about. Yeah. Yeah. And then when she walked in, I was like. Okay, like they they put into her entrance and she's doing fine, but it seems like a very understated performance. And like, are they setting her up for next season? Now you've explained it. Like, I didn't read that. Um, no, yeah. that's it. Yeah, because I was reading there's all this controversy, and I'm like, really? Uh, but yeah, it it's upset all the right people. So well done, well done, Discovery for that. And it finishes like you say. Michael's speech is a bit much, but it does finish on this hugely optimistic note of we're all going to come back together, we're going to rebuild better and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it just feels like someone's put in um, in the script uh, insert Star Trek speech here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Star Trek's type end of season speech. It does, yeah. As opposed to the other seasons when Burnham's given a speech, they it felt quite fitting. It, it kind of worked. Like uh, this one just felt a bit just, oh, we'll just kill someone. Thematically as well, like they did say, like they wanted this season... 
in certain ways to comment on the pandemic and this is obviously what they hope is going to come out of the pandemic that we're all going to be more united and move forward and it's going to lead to a better future well no if you tell me you tell me whether that's actually going to be the case but that's did definitely you that? did you see her who turned up to the P&O uh, protest the Tory MP she'd voted against hire and fire or she'd voted to allow firms to do what they've done. <laughs> yeah. And the, but the, the protesters knew and they started shouting at her what she, that <laughs> she'd voted for this. And they started shouting shame on you. And she joined in with the chant, shouting <laughs> shame on you. She didn't have a clue. <laughs> and there we go. And that's 21st century politics for you, which nicely leads us into where we're going in Picard. So before we move on to Picard, then any last thoughts on that episode of Discovery? Yeah, what's happened with um, Gordish? Who? Is, is that his name? Um, old guy. Oh, what, the guy with the parrot yeah. alarm clock? No! <laughs> no. Reggie. The old no, guy. the head of Section 31. Oh, David Cronenberg. Yeah. Kovic, yeah, no idea. What in this episode? Yeah, and, I, all him, and all him, because he was off doing something more important. It was, yeah, you're right. It and, was we've had all, and we've had all these episodes with nothing happening in we don't know what's happened with him. You're right. He's been. Oh, yeah, he's been a you've big got a spin-off which is called Crowditch and Budgie Guy. Oh, that'd be good. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait. <laughs> See, and the good thing about us recording these episodes and putting them out there is we've just come up with so many spin-offs that eventually Paramount are going to come up with the same idea and then we can sue. So yeah, there we go. Well, I think I already just... pitched an idea with Admiral Silver Daddy Bear and I forget who having a road trip. Like, you know, maybe him and um, and Tilly would work. Yeah, that, that's that it, be... exactly. Yeah. I did think maybe I was like, is Silver Daddy Bear going to try his luck with Tilly here? You know what I mean? They're on this space station. <laughs> we've, only got, we've only got two years, two yeah. hours left. We've only what got two hours left. I've through. got a couple of things of whiskey. Yeah, but no, <laughs> because he, he's far classier than we are, so well done, Admiral Silver Daddy Bear. Um, Picard then, assimilation this week. And I do have to say up front, I don't. I think this is the weakest episode of this season, but I don't think that means it's a weak episode. I just think that it didn't have the impact of the first two episodes. I feel like this it, one... To me, it was the Voyage Home episode. It really felt like the Voyage Home. Like, not only did you get the slings yeah. around the sun, but you get to see Earth, modern Dave through the lens of them. And yeah. I really dug that. I, I love the parallels to I, that, and it seemed I so really, powerful. I, I really enjoyed this episode, but I can see exactly where you're coming from, mm -hmm. that yeah. out of the three episodes, if you have to rate them <laughs> sort of one, two, three... Yeah. The only thing I would like say that, is that... They're each good at what they were meant to be. So the first two were meant to be big action pieces. This was meant to be a, a lower beat, like a more human. Yeah, the, this, this is, is just a, a character piece, which I really enjoyed. It was very successful as what it was meant to be. It's not meant to be a yeah. big action. No, movie. and this one as yeah. well is more so than the other two. It feels like a small... It's also short episode. Uh, yeah, it, it, but it's, it's like part of an arc, whereas... The first one, to an extent, was almost a self-contained thing. It was like, here's the new status quo, here's some action, here's what's going on. 
The second episode was almost a self-contained, like, kind of a mirror universe episode. Yeah. And then this one is a transitional episode that's getting us into the meat of presumably what we're like, going to be doing. It was almost like the film trilogy, but just slightly altered around. So, like, the first one felt... a yeah, best match I've got for that one is The Search for Spork. Okay, that one's a bit forced. But the second one's a bit Rotha Khan, a bit more kind of action-y, a bit mm-hmm. more bold. And then the third one, yeah, as I say, it's Voyage Home. It's a nice little whale. Like, let's let's have some whales. Let's have some human moments. It's great. Yeah. Let's have a, a underfunded hospital where uh, Rails gets to do a really nice thing. He gets to actually, you get to see him actually being the nice guy. You know he is, but I don't think they really showed enough of him in the first series. You get to see... Um, Seven of Nine, having a bit of a laugh and having a smile with a kid. Yeah, That was really, a really lovely moment. I really enjoyed what was going on with Seven this episode. You do get that yeah. that moment it's... at the beginning where she says, you know, are you a superhero sort of thing? And she winks. And then there's a bit later on... Can you keep my secret? ...where, yeah, <laughs> she says to, to Rafi, she's like, oh, people seem to like me here and people don't usually like me, you know, and I thought that was really good. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and the idea that because she's not got the implants, like, humanity's come to the front, like, because it's already there in this yeah. timeline, but it's new to her. He, she's just realising she's got that. Yeah, one. I'm wondering, Oh, I don't know, are we going to do something maybe where Seven wants to stay? She's like, you know, if I stay here, I'll remain human, because we haven't established exactly how the time travel's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like that, but I think it's going to be that's going to be the sacrifice. So yeah. we're going to regain everything if we do this. But Seven, you're going to have to give that up. And she's going to have that <laughs> moment, like, again, yeah. like in the movies, like in Insurrection, where Geordie goes, well, I don't think I could look at another sunshine knowing what it costs these people. Yeah, yeah, maybe. She won't yeah. be able to do it knowing what it would cost yeah. the whole universe. But it, that'll add such weight. I, I'm, I'm all for that. I think that'll work, even though we can sort of see it coming. Not in a bad way. That's fine. You know, it's a nice uh, draw to why it's a good arc to to go on with Seven that that fits in with everything we did with her back in Voyager. You know, it's it it's a very appropriate story to tell. So, if that is where they go, I mean, with how like surprising in a good way. I'll be honest. I don't know where this is going at the moment. No, neither do I. And that's great. I've got I've got theories. No, yeah, but. It's all. I agree. I don't. I don't know where it's going, but it feels a lot less sporadic, and and like you feel like they know where it's going, which I always feel in season (laughs) one. It feels like it's got a definite direction. To know where they're going, how and how to get there. Yeah, Yeah, every move seems purposeful. Again, I don't think it was a coincidence. (laughs) Like characterful episode, because next episode now we've established this time zone it's like every episode's established a different time yeah, that's what reality I mean. like each one's yeah. almost been its own genre its own uh its own setup whereas as i say the thing with this one is it feels like part one of something whereas the other two yeah one more self-contained and i think to an extent this episode just feels less satisfying but then it's it's probably again because we were coming off the high of the previous two that you. Yeah, you it's can't... like I say. It, I think this is still a really, really I good do. episode, and I think it's just when you look at the first two, is where it falls below that. But <laughs> I think <laughs> and it's also that, with... and it's that sort of awkward yeah, yeah. rating them. Well, I think what they're doing with <coughs> Discovery again. This is perhaps a a misstep that Discovery does. 
it's not good at doing these episodes where the stakes were a bit lower, but you just enjoy the journey. Like this episode, the stakes were fairly low. Okay, mm-hmm. he might get caught here. Um, they've got to avoid getting arrested by the police. The you know, very human stakes. So it's very human. Oh, yeah, okay, you get that at the beginning, but then for the most of the episode, it's very human stakes as opposed to the world ending, which Discovery yeah. always seems to want the world to be ending, Federation to be ending. Like, again, the Federation ending one last series was very good, but you know what I mean? They're, they're always so high stakes. It's nice to have just a downbeat episode where it's like, yeah, well, he doesn't want to see people die, so he's going to pretend to be a dog, and then he gets arrested. No, that, yeah. yeah it screws it was... up the mission, but the direct stakes are just very yeah. well, that always has to happen in, in Star Trek when you go back to the past. Somebody's got to have Somebody a run in with the police. Get, yeah, it, like, he's Chekhov now. Yeah, he's Chekhov. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, absolutely, you've got to do it. But yeah. Rios is the illegal immigrant. Chekhov was the illegal Russian at the time in well, the eighties. Yeah, he's absolutely. kind of Chekhov the... cross with bones because, like, they were talking about butterflies. So I reckon what he's doing there is going to alter the future somehow. Yeah, it could. And well, like, she's but... really important because she was the she was that doctor who saved people's lives, and one of the people Ooh, she saved yeah, ended up going that... on to you know. Yes, that could be interesting. Um, yeah, because she's obviously going to play a bigger part. The, the way she was positioned, we give her a lot of a lot. Who of, says she didn't invent Edith the Keller, Edith Keller from Thinking on the yeah, Edge of Tomorrow? We, we who her, says she didn't invent the bio bed? Yeah, made you very transparent aluminum. Like we, yeah. we gave that character a lot of nuance for someone who was going to be a bit part appearance. So I think yeah. I think we're going to get more of her. I think she's the um, oh, what's her name from? The Voyager. Oh, Gillian like, Taylor. Oh, sorry. The, I was thinking... That, that Kirk brings up. Yeah, yeah, Gillian Taylor. Yeah. I was also thinking, like, yeah. in every... Like, like in... I was thinking, actually, when you said Voyage, I thought you were going to say Voyager. I was thinking of uh, Sarah Silverman playing... Yes, Rain, you know, yeah, so, right. very There's much. always a, a human from this time who helps them on their way. Which there is. is really yeah. Nice. And that does seem That's to be who nice. this is going to be. Um, yeah, great. So just while we're on the subject, obviously it's the one where they actually do time travel. So appropriate that this episode's directed by Leah Thompson, who obviously was very involved in Back to the Future. So that's pretty cool. Um, Just before we jump into the the actual going back in time then. So yeah, as you said, Elliot, the the opening picks up right where we left off. There's loads of action. Everybody gets killed basically all the <laughs> but as we established last week the fascists don't have souls so that's fine we can kill them yeah, you can kill and fascists. we're not bothered the good hopefully this timeline's going to be erased anyway well we hope so because the timeline needs to be on with Rafi on this yeah yeah it does because that's the thing isn't it so when they when they get back and, and you do get this nice dilemma where it's we need power for um, Elnor's biobed, but we can't kill the Borg Queen. And oh yeah, so you indirectly do get this thing, and Rafi raises it that effectively we've chosen the Borg Queen over yeah. Elnor, and it, it wasn't done specifically in those terms. That's not it. it the The decisions that the characters made didn't feel like it was uh, one or the other, but ultimately the decisions they made have led to that. Um, I really hope this isn't the end of Elnor. Like, no, you know, no. I I'd be very surprised if it was. And I'd it be would very be very. Annoyed su- with them. 
if if it's a death which is going to then get reclaimed later, that's fine. If it's a uh, death death, that was very skin of evil to kill him in such a way. It's yeah, yeah not because, to do that character justice. Because like you know, we, they raise the idea of oh well, if we fix it, will this never have happened? And yeah, usually that sort of works, doesn't it? Because if they if they fix it, sort then, of doesn't it? Doesn't then the fascist it, side of didn't what? happen, so he wouldn't have got killed. So, but then they wouldn't have been there to fix it. So ah. Also, you get another uh, episode title which Q can throw out there. It's like, oh, his death. It was rather skin of evil, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Q can do that. <laughs> and he probably would. Um, I'm just saying, it's the sort of thing Mariner would say in Lower Decks as well, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, again, that's another show where you can get that character. Yeah, thing, she's probably got a list of, like, Starfleet... Um, Starfleet personnel who died in lame ways. <laughs> it's like Tasha Yard, Jinzia Dax, Elnor now. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it's not the end of Elnor. I don't know how the, the timey-wimey stuff's going to be explained because I'm still not... Right. I, I'm still not convinced that Q has changed the timeline, I think. I'm not I'm not convinced that we're going to play out most of the season in the, tw- in the 21st century. I'm not. I think we're going to spend some time there, but not necessarily the whole season. Yeah, I think maybe up to halfway, but maybe two or three episodes I mean, the, of it. The rate it's been moving in terms of, you know, complete contrast to what we were talking about with Discovery, but the, the story momentum in Picard so far... Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, we don't spend... Yeah, maybe two I, think or three we might, I think we might get some more time jumps, and I think that's where Elnor will come back, and I think we might get Soji mm. back into it through that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a dynamite pace, and, and well, maybe they weren't available for some reason. Yeah, maybe I mean, this was also whatever else. filmed in COVID times, so, yeah, you just don't so It might be idea. like they bookend it at the beginning and end. We don't know, but again, I'm glad we don't know. It's, it seems for a really exciting journey. There's yeah. so much to, to yeah, give us enough to definitely. speculate on. And you can definitely see they know there's such intent. And yeah, it, it feels like this this season, last season felt a bit disjointed in places. Like, yeah. they didn't really know. Well, we've said, haven't we, that he, it was almost like he had one thing he wanted to do, which mm. was the date in Picard story at the end. And then everything else was sort of thrown everything in. Everything else was just thrown in, like, yeah, we'll get, we'll have a Romulan conspiracy, we'll have these aliens that want to destroy synthetics, we'll have the Borg in it, which the Borg... Uh, I can making some pizza. Yeah, the, which, again, was great. That was... I mean, I loved it, but it just didn't seem to fit at all. It yeah, was no, it, was, so, it was weird. But this season feels like it's got a... It does. It, like, the way that the episodes have ended into the next one... Yeah. And then started again immediately where it's left off. It just makes you feel yeah, like, it does. yeah, this is this is a ten-hour movie. Whereas, yeah. and it is bit, and it is, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, like the Bog Queen. Like when they announced the Bog Queen was going to be in it, I was really skeptical about it. So I was like, oh, they're just throwing the Bog in for the sake of it again, like they did in season one. And the answer seems so far to be an emphatic no on that. It's no, like we, we've thought no, the about... The Bog is that he's been putting this in a great way. Yeah, exactly. And, and when she um, goes into the mind of... Uh, sorry, what's the... Gerati. 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 She goes into Gerati's mind. 
And like, yeah, she tricks her. And I love it's like, you've done something very dangerous. You've impressed me. Yeah, that was and really, yeah. so good where they, she tricks and her. I love it's that so when you get in Gerati's sort of subconscious where she says like, oh, uh, I, I'd stick it to you a little bit because secretly I want you to be my dad. And you just think... We all want Captain Picard to be our dad. Let's be honest. You know? I, I don't like actually. This is one where I have to think Admiral Silver Daddy Bear from Discovery. Yeah. Discovery wins only on that front. Fair enough. Glad um, I want to be a favourite uncle or maybe granddad. I don't know. But speaking of sticking it to Picard, Raffi has a great scene where she just calls him on the whole thing with you. She's like, you know, you you've prattled about with you for decades and. It's it's all fun and games for you, but this is the impact yeah, you, that actually has. You play has. with people's lives, and Picard's yeah. like, "No, he does," and it's like, "No, you do a little." I mean, it brings thing. forward that whole idea of like with Batman. If he just killed the Joker, how many lives would he have saved? He's on his moral soapbox that he yeah. doesn't kill him, but I think it's because he's psychologically he's. Mm -hmm. He's owned by the Joker in a way. Same thing with Q and Picard. Yeah, the, he can justify that he doesn't. You know that he uh, he plays these games to keep the morals of Star well, Starfleet and everything. Batman eighty nine does that Batman Joker thing the best, where the Joker tells him he goes, "You made me." Yeah, and yeah. Batman goes, tells him, "You made me first. Yeah, they've That's even done true. it in like you know they they in um oh god it was, it was a paranoid I think I made the other week. When they did Robin, uh, Dick Grayson as Batman for a while, mm. they met him against the Joker and they kind of highlighted the fact that he isn't his foil. Like, he'll quite happily kill the Joker because yeah. he isn't yeah, yeah. in the same way invested. With um, with uh, Cisco, the reason why it didn't work was because he just punched him. It's like, oh, you're too easy to broke. I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. That was the, my take on that always. But Picard is is so kind of like he, he is um he will fall for cues. He will and prick. I think even though he'll outwit him, he will always get sucked into it. And I think that Rafi touches a nerve here because despite his protestations, Picard does enjoy it with Q. He enjoys he enjoys the banter, he enjoys taking the moral superiority, and he enjoys getting one over on this being yeah. that is so much more powerful. And he does. He relishes it. And there's and, even moments where you see he knows Q's right, like in All Good Things. Yeah. Like, you know, when he talks about, well, you weren't looking far enough for the kind of realms of extreme possibility in your mind, like the expansion of your mind, that's where you should be going. When he kind of like uh, shows him up with love with uh, mm. in Nottingham Forest, you know, that uh, yeah. that's uh, with Robin Hood. I think there are moments where actually Q makes a good point against him as well. Yeah. But, at the expense of having the Borg. I, I love the fact that Rafi has, and they've done this effectively enough in the short time we've known Rafi, for her to be a character that can believably call out Picard. And there's not many characters who can do that. Yeah. You know, in yeah. all the time we've known Picard, there's maybe Beverly and Guinan and to ha and the, oh, what was her name in First Contact? She does... Uh, Alfie Woodward. Yeah, Woodward I can't remember the character's yeah. name. But um, Lily. Yes, thank you. Um, so, yeah, to have the fact that we can believe this from Rafi, that she knows him well enough to call him out on it, I think's great. Um, yeah, it feels more satisfying. The first series, I never felt that from her. They didn't textualise it. They didn't justify it. Like, they just said, oh, yeah, they've been working together for years. And then you sh showed a few flashbacks, but I don't mm. think they ended. This really 
shows their relationship. It does. It, you, you feel that connection between the characters now. And yeah, then we get to the fun stuff. So we've got... Gerati explains, oh, I might not be able to beam you exactly where we want to go. Rafi, fine. Seven, fine, but there's a little girl who now thinks she's a superhero. Rios definitely I think got Seven's the... a superhero. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, it, it depends on what your definition is. I mean, to all intents and purposes, <laughs> she very much is, isn't she? You know? She doesn't like the spandex. Yeah, she's got <laughs> implants to, you know, like I Iron thought they were Man natural. Or... Oh, sorry. Ah, uh, yeah, I knew. I realised as soon as I said it. <laughs> um, and yeah, Rios gets the the wrong the the bad end of the deal, really. Because now this this has been something that should have happened years ago in Star Trek, where a faulty transporter it beams him in yes. the wrong place. Yeah, it, on the 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 wrong part of the the horizontal axis, axis yeah. Vertical axis. Vertical axis, sorry. Yeah, it gets, it gets Jackson Way right, but gets the Z wrong. Yeah. There's even an episode of Sliders where they mention it. It's like, what happens if this slides in, us um, into a brick wall? It's like, oh, well, that can happen. However, it could just slide your molecules so that you get dispersed. Like, they make a joke of it. Yeah. And, like, so it's really nice to have just the transport of messing yeah, up. Yeah, it is. Jumped it's... in midair. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah. And it, oh, it looks painful as well. Uh, I love how Rafi just dispatches with the mugger. Um, because <laughs> yeah. Give me your it, wallet, eh? Oh, cash. Yeah. No, let me... Oh, can't be asked for this. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Because when he pops up with the gun, I did feel a sense of danger because it's like, ooh, you know, Starfleet aren't used to dealing with guns, you know, and she's not got any weapons or it, but no, she <laughs> just takes him what out, which is great. Man? Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah, like how Seven comes up just as she's taking him out. Oh, I see you making friends already. <laughs> yeah, the Seven and Rafi stuff. I mean, you get the sense that they're not talking about the relationship, which they're gonna need to do at some point. Um, but they do seem to be having a good time in this one. Yeah, but uh, you see, this is the thing. I feel like Discovery, they would have had to have just gone for the relationship first. Whereas, give them just a moment. Let's just see them interacting. Let's just see yeah. them kind of like yeah. uh, relationship. You have the scene where Rafi goes, no, I don't want to talk about my emotions, how I feel of just seeing Elnor die. Yeah. I just want to get on with things. And you and know it's going to explode. In Discovery, they'd have stopped for 10 minutes while she, while she burst out crying about it. Yeah, whereas real emotions, like we... Yeah, sorry, I don't. And this is realistic. This is realistic. We've all dealt with grief here, like, you know, and mm. you know it doesn't just happen like that. It doesn't just, like, happen yeah. in that one moment. But it, this is more realistic than what Rafi yeah. does here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and it, because it, it, we know that Rafi and Seven are not necessarily on the same page relationship wise from what Rafi said to Picard, but Seven does the right thing in this one that she's like, right. You need time to process it. You don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to push you on it. So yeah. I think there's definitely strengths to the relationship. And you like there's a bit where um, in the opening bit, Seven's husband from the other timeline hits her and Rafi's like, don't you dare touch her. So she's obviously very protective <laughs> of her. And 
then you get this bit where they're trying to blag the way into this building. And, you know, this is one of your classic comedy, like you say, voyage home moments where Seven doesn't know the word for picture. So she's coming out with all these really... <laughs> one of your um, cinemagraphic <laughs> images. Yeah, <laughs> Or photos. Like... Some of us just call them photos. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so that's all really good. And meanwhile, we've got... Yeah, you don't want to be more... Are you going to be more fun than Kevin? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Right. He's like, don't, don't let Kevin be more fun than you. And, it plays hey, it. and just by the way, I'm much more fun than Kevin. Yeah, it, <laughs> and that line, it plays it like it's going to be a big dramatic beat, like the music and everything raises the tension. Then he's like, you know what? It's brilliant. Really, really good likeness and yeah. touch. Yeah. Um, the more serious stuff than I suppose is Picard, Girati and the Borg Queen, and we, we don't get a huge amount more. Though she does mention the Watcher and mentions the number 15, which I'm not sure how that's gonna be. I just wanted to flag it up here so that we've got it, that yeah. we've noticed it. Mm. So we'll look for clues as to what 15's all gonna be about. Um and then yeah, we've got the story of Rios and um the doctor and everything. And so good again. This is this is what I think. Sorry to be up on the first series so much, but this is what I feel like they failed to do in the first series. They just said, Right, here are these characters you care about them. It doesn't matter what they do, just know you care about them. Whereas this one gives you reasons why you care. Again, yeah, yeah. when he's being a bit careless and a bit silly, yeah, exactly. When he's being a bit, um, as I say, I, I maybe I'm fairly calling him pound shop, uh, Han Solo. When he's being like that, we know why we care now because he's a really good guy who would risk his own safety mm-hmm. for some strange he doesn't know because he knows it's the right thing to do. They healed him. They're healing people who can't afford medicine. Yeah. They're the good people to get on board with. So again, when you give me a moment later when he's doing something else foolhardy, I've got a reason to care about him and reason to care why he's successful in this. Yeah. And why absolutely. when he's making the wrong decisions, why he's not a bad guy. Yeah. Not just take a word for it, you like it. <laughs> no, it's re- all really, really good stuff. Um, and they're introducing a lot of elements like uh, she's got a son and he's got a bit of back and forth with the kid and everything. And like you say, I think we are going yeah, to get the kids him. found his badge. Yeah, and he's tapping it, and they're like, "Is this Morse code?" No, it can't be. So again, all of that's very Chekhov losing his stuff, and they have to go back yeah. for him. And yeah, the the they're not unaware that they're channeling all this stuff because you know at the end of no. the day, the Voyage Home's one of the most beloved parts of Star Trek canon, yeah. even by casual well, viewers. So yeah. why not? That's like, the thing they say. Let, that's the one which always like best by non-Star Trek fans. Like well. They're, Khan that's the one that um, that's the one Paramount said that they'd have made that story as a movie, even if it wasn't Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yes. they'd have made it work as another different sci-fi. Yeah, and, it and it's so done. accessible to anyone who isn't a Star Trek fan. For, yeah. for the rest of us, like I love that movie, but obviously Khan's where it's at. Like that's the big Star Trek yeah. moment. But <laughs> I, I understand why that's not for anyone who isn't <laughs> big into Star Trek necessarily. It doesn't have the same heft to it. No, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's a good one to channel when you're doing good, fun yeah. stuff. If you're going to copy yeah. a movie or one of the yeah. movies, Discovery Season 4 went with the motionless picture. <laughs> it did, Not yeah. the best <laughs> choice. Not the best choice. Picard is going with the Voyage Home, yet nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, that's, that's a fair <laughs> point. That and, does and it show... doesn't feel like they're stealing from it. They're using elements to yeah, serve yeah. the story they're telling. Yeah. 
that yeah. does show the contrast between the yeah the the approaches of the two writers' rooms that we've got. Discovery tried to take one of the lesser Star Trek films and do a better version. Probably succeeded, but not as much as they would have liked to. Um, whereas Picard seems to be taking one of the fun ones and going, you know what? Even if we don't make it as good as that, if we get anywhere near, it'll be fine. So that's yeah, and, and let's use some of the fun elements from it. We don't have to copy the story, but let's have some fun elements. Mm. Like and they... I don't think we even mentioned the slingshot, which I thought they really stayed true to the. If yeah. felt like the same kind yeah. of thing modernized. Yeah, it like, wasn't doing the streaks of it, light, but it kind of it was slowing down time, and you saw things. Slightly well, when it did that bit of a flash, I thought, yeah. That, I thought for a minute that they were actually going to do the white. Yeah, with the faces. It felt like it, it, it actually felt like, yes, they're going to do it. Yeah, I, I didn't I think. I think that's my biggest disappointment this episode. <laughs> didn't do the white sort of oh, I, I, whatever, whatever I the, the white sculptures. But it came very close. It, it was yeah. so close to getting there. You know what? And of That's... course, as you slow down time, they slowly as they go to the slingshot. It slows down time. Then it starts reversing. And yeah, it's no, it was nice it was done. really well done. But yeah, as Elliot says, they did stop short of doing that really <laughs> trippy bit. But <laughs> I mean, I would like to have little bits of dialogue from the episode coming up, like they did in the movie. That would yeah, have been really that, nice. Yes, like what's going to happen the rest of the season? That would have been really cool. Um, another nice little callback and it's really sort of blink and you'll miss it um when the police are arresting rios at the end they ask him for a uhc card which is what they had in past tense in ds9 which is canonically taking place in the same year as this story so what i really like is that the world we're being presented with here, even though it, it looks very much like our present, there's it, a it couple of years in the future. Yeah, it, it doesn't contradict the fact that there could well be a sanctuary district just over, just out of shot. You know, it, you can believe that because we've seen that slum that Rafi sees and we've seen this medical centre. And just to tie that in to past tense, I think it's really, really nice. Well, it's like in Picard, you've got the com badges from All Good Things. Mm. And just like, they haven't gone full uniform because, yeah, they did look like pyjamas. But they've kind of, I think they've used those yeah. uniforms a little bit here and there, maybe somewhere in Picard. But they don't have it as the main uniform. That's, it's all gravy. It's nice, just little nods. Yeah, it's like definitely. Going, okay, there are some things in those episodes which don't work perfectly now. We're not going to do the whole thing, but we will give you enough to, to let you know it's in the same world. You know? Yeah, well, the great thing about like future uniforms is you can always go, well, the very fact that we saw that future means that future doesn't happen, so the uniforms are different. You know, we can always... Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. My view of it is if you show something in the future, you never tied to that canon, you know, that... Because you can change it yeah, now. Yeah, we can always change it, so... Yeah. yeah. So overall, yeah, really good fun. As I say, for me, it does it feels incomplete compared to the first two bits, but that is the nature of serialized TV. So it's not it's not a problem in and of itself. Um, anything else you guys have got on this one? I mean, only that um, I I sort of love there was just one Q moment just to go. By the way, he's still here. <laughs> you know, I, I like yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, John, and I didn't mind it. It's a bit okay. Hey, uh, John, I don't think we needed it, but John yeah, Delancey and his agent are happy that that went in. Yeah. That that is an episode's <laughs> work. Is that you're in episode? Yeah, he's in episode like, one for what, a couple of seconds. That's one week's what pay. What you he's mean? Two, that we've been three. told that 
John Delancey was in is in six episodes in total, season two oh, and three. Well, this is IMDb, and they are sometimes misleading. They said Chakotay was going to be in ten episodes of Prodigy, yeah. which would glad they I'm got thinking, that. Well, he's already been in. John Delancey's already been in three, and only one of them really is a big. Yeah, he's only been in one episode properly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that the main that is ought to be in six episodes properly and we'll get these little bits where we'll I just pop so, in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I just I, I think again, I'll just say that um you're probably right that you know the other ones were a lot more actiony, a lot more satisfying that way. But this was just such a nice downbeat episode. Again, I just like a lot of humor moments. I like a low stakes episode where you can just enjoy the characters. Yeah. And no. I, I, I want a couple of these this series would be nice. Pep it out. You don't want it to be back to back too much but just really nice you don't have to have the world ending every episode no you don't the Avengers every time it's like realistically if this season carries on with its pace next next episode this week we should find the Watcher find out what caused the change find out how to stop the change Mm, yeah I wouldn't be be surprised if we do as well Fifth episode, near the beginning, we stop the change and then it jumps somewhere else and we get Elnor back and Soji comes into it. And Oh, no, I, I'd say if you're going to go that quick, like the fifth episode, you have them enacting the thing which makes the change and then that would be the whole episode is the like a bit of an adventure, mm-hmm. maybe a bit of Ocean's 12, whatever yeah, number it was. trying to you stop know, whatever when, it is, yeah. Yeah, like a bit of an action-y one where they do that, that would be really satisfying. Again, they they just seem to have it in the bag. Oh, this, I, like, yeah. Uh, so yeah. far, I've no but I keep on feeling the hand like, say, I, I, like, I want them to move on from the 21st century because I want Elnor back and I want to see Soji back in it. And I can't see how that's going to happen in the 21st century. I still think Soji is going to be um, whoever it Adam Soong's daughter, the actress. Can so be. I don't think we're going right. to get Soji. I think we're going to get Issa Briones. Um, you mean to play the third character? Four, four, four. Well, more. She played well, about, no, could... about twenty different androids at the end say of on the planet. Yeah, season one. But um, yeah, there was Daj Soji, Evil Gold Soji, and then other Sojis. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, my suspicion is that's how the actress will be brought back in. But we'll right. we'll remain. But we'll, we need we'll to get Elnor back. Yes, we do. We do, but I, I don't know if it's going to be this series. I think we need to get him back because his name in Elvish is Star Trek. <laughs> I, just, I think we're Probably. going to get yeah. it near the end of the series. In, um, Maybe the last few episodes It's my prediction. Like if you look at the Elvish from um, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, what is it? L is Star. I think it's yeah. And No is. Um, Trek. It's like Trek or Voyage, or it's and like the words sort of go together, and it's Star Trek. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's a it's a real clever play that they've done, and it is a Elvish name he has from Lord of the Rings. Well, yes, they're not fooling anyone with um, the inspiration there. (laughs) Oh, and also, might I just are we going to do the uh, which one did we like? Yeah, we're going to do that. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to preempt. No, no, let's go. So, our exciting new feature, which one did we like better? Dodds Squee. I think I know what you're going to say. Picard! <laughs> Elliot? Picard. 
I'm going to be the voice of dissent then. I am going to go Discovery this week. Um, just because I felt like they landed what they were trying to do in the finale and I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. But that in no way detracts from Picard, which was excellent this week. So it was a good week of Star Trek. And that's the end of that game until we have the finale of Picard and the premiere of Strange <laughs> New Worlds, which... I think it'll be oh, impossible to call. That should be the best week of Star Trek That should be ever. the impossible to call yeah, one. it should be. Well, we, we, I mean, hopefully, again, we don't know what Strange New World's going to be like in practice, but uh, Picard, this series is crushing it. I, I keep on feeling, actually, the hand in it, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, of um, Mark mm-hmm. Bernardin, who does Batman on Batman with Kevin Smith, yeah. and he's really good at breaking down stories. It feels like how he breaks down stories is how this series of Picard's going. Yeah. So yeah. even though he was involved earlier on and then... He had to leave for another project, so he left kind of halfway through. And he was saying, it's like, oh, I'll watch and I'll see what of what I made up survived and, you know, what mm-hmm. what I worked on. It feels like a lot of what he would have worked on this fight. This seems like his way of breaking down the story. And if so, yeah, you, the, the structure, it's been brilliant uh, so far. Yeah. He's a big structure guy. And so, he's always about like, well, why do we care about this? Why are we doing this? Why yeah. is that important to that? So, and that, it feels like that's in there. Yeah, you're getting the, we've got to get payoffs all the way through with yeah. Picard, I feel. Yeah. So next like, week... We're... I have a th- I have a theory now, though, that from Stargazer, the Borg Queen is going to be Jurati. Yeah, yeah. I've heard <gasps> that one. Oh. It'd be interesting, yeah. I've got one, I've Based got one. Based on what it's the Elnor. Borg Queen said. Oh, the Borg it's Queen's Elnor. Elnor. You've, got the You've got the dead Elnor. Like, maybe they revive him with Borg Bites. Ooh, Ooh, interesting. That's a way of including him. Yes. That's a way where you wouldn't have seen the face. Very good. Yep, so either Elnor or... I'll just pick someone to randomly say it is then. Um, no, I'll have to think about it. We'll see. <laughs> I get an extra week because I didn't know we were playing this game. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see, at the end of the season, because... Seven of nine seems like she's quite enjoying people not being scared of her. And she's noticing what she looks like without her implants. That it gets to the end of the season. And like when they're doing the epilogue of how it all wraps up, she goes to the doctor and has her implants removed at last. Yeah, yeah, that'd work. And I we did. get uh, Robert Picardo oh, on his cameo. Right, I've got who the bald queen is. The mask rolls up. And just to double down on what they've done with annoying the people with the cameo in Discovery, it's Barack Obama. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would, I would just really love the idea that because we're saying we want Elnor in it more, but I want a little bit more time in the past. I think that's very sad. Oh yeah, I do what too. if they bring him? What if they bring him back with nanobots originally, with the intent of in a good way, and then it starts changing him in the reverse of how it's changing. Oh, it's like Spock's brain. But with Elnor. Sure. I'm not sure what I... <laughs> They've got a little remote That's not where I was going with it, but yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yes, so that'll do us for this week. Next week, we're just down to one episode of just Picard, but if it keeps this quality up, I'm more than happy with that. I'm um, happy with one episode of quality. You can get in touch with us at RetreatPod on Twitter. You can email us RetreatPod at gmail.com. Or you can come and join us on Facebook, Dr. Squee. Where can they find you and the Dr. Squee show? Um, yeah, if you go to SW20 every Tuesday, apart from tomorrow, because uh, taking a week off to 
welcome my mum home from hospital where she's had an ankle op. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's had Borg implants to uh, mm. repair her lack of uh, bones in her ankle, which have just crumbled from age. Uh, so I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, yeah, add Dr. Squee on social media. Just, just look it up, the Dr. Squee show. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> awesome. So thanks for trekking with us this time, and we'll see you next time on the Rain Trek. Hello, Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>